0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. I'm Sam and I'm Megan and this week's episode we're going to talk about the pros and cons of being adopted. Would you like to start off?
1: Yeah. All right. I'm going to start off with one of my pros and it's not in any order but it's being able to be in America and have a lot more opportunities. Um, Not only that to be able to have opportunities to give back to my family in Peru. All right. What's your first pro?
0: My first pro is kind of similar to yours, but just a little bit of life experience in terms of childhood and just having access to opportunities I know I wouldn't have if I was in Peru, like for starters, uh, sleepaway camp, Mm -hmm. day camp. That's where I learned how to swim. That's where I learned how to establish good connections with friends. You Mm -hmm. know, when you're a kid and you're you don't. You know, you're just learning the world for the first time and you're surrounded by other kids who just don't know each other and you just have to make friends in any way you can. So that was definitely one skill that I learned that was really vital to my development into an adult. And that's what I probably have to say, which is just uh, experiences. And, And you... would be
1: my My next pro is being able to be different I think it's kind of cool walking into a place and being able to talk about being adopted I think because I'm so open about it and I don't mind when people ask me all of these questions whether you think it's negative or positive I love sitting down I love talking about it and answering anything and everything and it's kind of cool you know being raised in Minnesota and having all white family members you, you stick out right I mean it has its pros and cons but I really liked that. I really liked that I had a little bit more to talk about always.
0: Pretty interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's your next?
0: My next pro would be having a mom that really wants to be a mom. I think that through my experiences of just talking to a lot of people and through my journey, I've learned that babies happen and it's not necessarily planned, but responsibilities and, and the act of being a parent is uh thrust upon people kind of a little bit sooner than later. But in my case I was very fortunate to be given to a mother who was so desperately wanting to be a mom. Mm. And she had so much drive, so much patience, so much energy to give to me to give me the resources that I needed, which was also another kind of piggybacking and on another one of my pros of just, which if I was in Peru, I would have none of that. And I promise you that my, my rage, my anger, just every negative way of coping with feelings that I have would uh, have consumed me. And I would have just, I God knows where I'd be, but I'm just very thankful that I had such a loving mother who took the time to really nurture me and develop me into the man that I am today. So thank you, mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. My last pro is about feelings and emotions, and I think I'm a super like sensitive and super emotional person. And I know that you know just based on me going back to Peru and seeing how my family dynamic is, I know that they're not necessarily as um, expressive. A lot of things are kept in, a lot of things are hidden. um, Even kind of knowing some people here and more Hispanic families, even things that are very detrimental to the family. A lot of time they they take the secret, they sweep it under the carpet and nobody talks about it. It could be something that's really terrible. And I think I'm just very blessed that I was raised in a household where we were able to talk about our feelings. We are able to get mad and sad and have all of these emotions. And I guess one could say it's kind of a con because I feel like very emotional and like it all the time. But I think for me, I, I like it because I'm able to just kind of feel everything and express it when I need to.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Some of the that, that idea is so, so simple and basic, but yet so pivotal and uh, important for for any human to interact and to, to be.
1: Yeah. So. What's your uh, last one?
0: I already did three. No?
1: Oh, you went first? Oh. No, you have one more.
0: Hmm. My last pro would be location. And more specifically, where I grew up and the neighborhood that I grew up in. I definitely am very blessed and fortunate as I grew up to see how family-oriented the neighborhood was and compared to other neighborhoods that I um, was at with other friends and just to see the different vibes that you know New York City neighborhoods gave off. And the more neighborhoods that I was able to experience during my childhood and my early teens, the more grateful I was for my own kind of very cul de vibe of the Upper West Side. And so I'm very grateful for that because definitely just looking back and thinking back and feeling back, I just feel a lot of sense of warmth and and community and family. And I don't really have much of a family in general. So that is all the more important to me um, looking back. So I think that would be my last pro for for that.
1: I love how our pro is kind of like merge together, yours merges in together and it kind of just completely made you who you are, you know, yeah. like that sense of family, that sense of, that sense of love. And I think that's so important. And it's interesting because we might have not have had any of that.
0: That's true. That's definitely true. I'm just very grateful. Like you said. Yeah. That, you know, these, these, uh, pros made us who we are and without them, I don't know where we'd be.
1: Yeah. But then it goes to show there's also cons too. And I guess before we get into it, I also just want to point out too it's not, it's very hard sometimes for me to talk about the cons because I am very grateful that I'm adopted. I don't feel really regret or anything, but I just, it's hard sometimes for me to talk about it just because I do have like family members who are watching and it's one of those things that I talk to you about is I don't, I don't want to offend anybody, but I also just want to be as honest as I can, um, especially for people who are adopted and who are going through the same thing and, you know, might not have anybody to talk to about it. So I think sometimes it's hard to be as real as I can be, but let's jump into it. I
0: mean, yeah, it's also, you know, to get the full spectrum of what it's like to have grown up being adopted, especially from the area of Peru and South America that we come from specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think maybe any kind of potential future parent, you know, would view this video and maybe find it insightful and Mm -hmm. maybe they'd want to target somewhere specific towards uh, the area that we come from just based on this video or not. I think that that's just kind of nice that somebody gets the full picture of our concept of adoption. Yeah.
1: So I'll start it off. I guess it kind of goes, it ties into a little bit of what I was just talking about. And that's um, worrying about both of my parents. I think the thing that scares me the most is like being in New York City. I'm not in Minnesota. I'm not in Peru. And so worrying about them as far as anything, right? I mean, it's a big thing that's going on right now is COVID and just worrying about where they're at and who they're seeing and things like that. Also, just the bigger picture, I guess, that really terrifies me all the time is me not being there when they die. And I mean, that's something maybe more or less a personal thing and not necessarily adopted thing. But I think how it ties into being adopted is just having to, I guess, not choose. I didn't necessarily choose either one of my families, I guess, if you want to say like location based. I'm in New York City, one's in Cusco, Peru, and one is in Minnesota. So I think that's, you know, another another big, huge topic to get into. But that's definitely a con and something that I'm dealing with right now.
0: No, I definitely, it's uh, very interesting, you know, me being adopted as well. Um, I don't have any of my parents on the other side of, in Peru, that, you know, are, are alive and, and want me to be there. So it's just very, you know, very interesting too that you have two families who love you. Different, it puts on a whole different perspective in my eyes and right. how I view you.
1: All right, what's your first con?
0: My first con would be, I think, a little bit more specific to my situation and the family that I was adopted adopted into would be the lack of a father figure, I think. I think that was very important to me and could have been very useful in my development as a boy turning into a young man, turning into a man i definitely could have benefited from having a strong male figure in my life i did have you know i i got by don't get me wrong i i made my own male figures um along along my life but um but yeah i think that could have been one of them just having having a dad you know it's just as simple as i don't know kicking a soccer ball or or going to play catch i don't know this is my warped conception of what a father is, but anyways.
1: <laughs> no, I think me. that that's like so important to kind of just have somebody to look up to, I guess, yeah. as far as, as a man and
0: in the, in the in close vicinity to you, someone who's living, who you're looking up to instead of somebody who's like on the TV screen or on the cinema or something.
1: Well, I think so. that's the most important thing, you know, as far as being parents too, is to be able to look up to your mom and dad and to see like all the mistakes that they make and to learn from them and to grow from them and now that you're an adult you get to pick and choose you get to see them and pick like ah I might not like that about them and you know you get to pick and choose those things about yourself and to not necessarily have any any kind of male figure to really look at learn from their mistakes and still try to be a man in this world that's that's can't be easy
0: yeah it's hard I definitely think that you know, Hispanic men have a a little bit misunderstood. Definitely, whole uh, social thing kind of going on too, in terms of the opinion of what a what a Hispanic man is and how he conducts himself and in, in, in the family dynamic and in society, and it's just interesting.
1: I feel like as we're talking, we're we're like gaining so much momentum for other topics to talk about because I think just fatherhood in general about like not having a dad too. Spinoffs, yeah. <laughs> I think that's super important, too. But I'll go with my second con. I had no connection to my Peruvian heritage as a kid. And it's not because my mom and dad or my adoptive mom and dad didn't want to show me any of that. They tried to put me into camps and teach me how to speak Spanish. But I think because I was so rebellious and I was so anti that because I was getting teased so much, I really veered away from it. And I mean, that's something totally on me. That's my fault. That is something that's really hard, especially growing up and you're among Hispanics and Latinos and you're kind of like, I look like you, I want to fit in, but not really being able to and not even knowing how to. And I think that for me, it was pretty hard. It's still pretty hard.
0: I think that's a very interesting thought because it's weird. It's like an unwritten law that with this skin comes a certain job requirement that you have to have on whenever you're around. I think other Hispanics, and especially when we're young mm-hmm. and we don't really know any better per se, mm-hmm. and things like teasing mm-hmm. is happens a lot. It's definitely with me too. You know, you 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 wear these this skin, and they're like, "Do you speak Spanish?" Or they talk to you, they don't even ask. They just talk to you in Spanish. You're like, "I don't know." And then they're like, "What? What? That makes no sense. They don't understand, yeah. and I don't blame them for not understanding per se, because maybe their family and parents have not been in a situation where they had to potentially talk to other people that maybe only spoke English, and they were in their community, which is okay. You know, right. that's what America is all about. You know, to create your own network, to create your own unique culture within this country. So I'm all right. about that. But I guess that's just interesting.
1: Yeah, and I guess even like as a woman one thing that's come up lately is just like me not doing my hair and or brushing my hair. And it's just for me, I'm just kind of like way more laid back about that stuff. I'm not super uptight about like how I look and expensive makeup and getting my hair done. Like, it's just not me. But I've also been kind of, you know, put in a corner because of that because I don't take care of those things. And I'm just like, damn, like, Loki, I I might not take care of that. But I have so much other things that I do. And that like Brushing my hair isn't necessarily as important.
0: Yeah, like I just want to be a Cali kid. I've never been to Cali. Don't have any <laughs> conceptual visual conception on what it's like, but just want to be it. Just want to look it. Yeah. Just want to look like I just went surfing and my hair is just a mess. But
1: oh, I think you pulled it off really well today. Oh, well, thanks. I don't <laughs> know whether
0: to take that good or bad.
1: Both. <laughs> All right. What's your uh, next con?
0: My next con would be a little bit more personal to my situation. Again, I was raised by a single mom. And I guess one critique would be I had too much time on my hands, Mm. a lot of alone time. Um, But that was also a pro to me because I was able to explore. I was able to explore my interests. You know, there would always be times where I would just love to just sit down by myself, have some McDonald's, you know watch the 8 o'clock sci-fi show, that movie that would premiere. I don't know if any of you guys remembered that, when sci-fi was actually cool and it was actually like a dope thing to watch and experience. And I would sit down at 8 o'clock and they would show whatever movie they wanted to show and I would be prepared throughout the whole week, plan for it. I knew what it was going to be about and I'd get myself hyped up, you know, be my own hype man (laughs) and uh, sit down and watch it and just enjoy a nice meal. That's interesting that I think about that because... That's kind of how my how I looked up to my mom. That's mm-hmm. what she did. You know, She was very like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to eat, a, make myself a meal, order a meal, and I'm going to enjoy my show. And yeah. I guess that's kind of what I learned. And I love it. I love that. So I guess it's a, a con, but it, it is a pro at the same time. Cause I,
1: I, I mean, really it really like, gave you imagination and yeah. it gave you time to kind of focus on yourself, which benefits you in so many ways now. And I think that's interesting, too, because we have that different dynamic where... You were an only child with yeah. a, with just a single mom, and I had a little brother who came with like all these other kids. I was always constantly around his friends, and I have a mom and dad. And so it just I go I look at you sometimes and I'm like, huh, like that's, it's interesting, you know, that you might have that mindset because you were a single child. And I mean, just kind of comparing and contrasting sometimes and trying to understand where you come from.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't even know until I actually say it, and then things <laughs> just connect some weird way. Yeah. Anyways,
1: what's (laughs) your next con? All right. My last con is I didn't have really anywhere to put my emotions. And it's not because I know one of my pros was that I had a very loving and caring family who let me have my emotions, but it wasn't necessarily about that. It was just about not really being able to relate with anybody. I had a few people who I was adopted with, but I really wasn't close to them at all. And I'm still not close with them. So I think... What really helped me was finding you guys, you know, going on that Peruvian trip and kind of talking to people like being immersed with people who are look just like me and they're here for a reason and they want to meet their birth family and they want to talk about it and they want to have all of these emotions. And I think for me as a kid, I didn't know where to put all of that. And so I didn't have anybody to explore those emotions with to talk about any of those things for you and for all of them. I'm just so incredibly grateful because that's kind of where a lot of the emotional distraught really kind of it it was still there but I was able to have an outlet to talk about it all the time whenever I needed you whenever I needed them you guys were always there and that was so important for me and so I think looking back when I was a kid I know I was a really big handful I have a lot of patched holes in the wall from punching them there's a lot of (laughs) things that are still in the house right now that I've kneed or kicked and they still have dent marks in them I feel like at times I was really impossible and I was just very afraid to talk about things and I was just very scared to let people know about how I felt. And when I did, I was always saying sorry. I was always apologizing for things I didn't need to apologize for. And I think I just had so much emotion built up and I wasn't really quite sure how to express it or who to express it to. Like I said earlier, I didn't, it was hard for me to kind of talk to my mom and dad not because they made it hard, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to make them feel bad. I didn't want to offend them. I also didn't know how to explain how I was feeling. So I think I would have loved if, you know, I met I met you guys a little bit earlier. Maybe I would have been able to kind of ease those feelings out.
0: Maybe, maybe. Well, it's kind of nice that you know. Maybe if they didn't understand you, they still never stopped trying to give you opportunities to understand yourself. Yeah. And-
1: That being one of them.
0: Yeah, that being one of them, taking you down to Peru with a whole bunch of other adoptees, um, giving you the foundation to learn those feelings and to discover them. It's like awesome, you know, within itself, you know. What a beautiful thing for somebody to not understand what you're going through, but to be able to help.
1: Despite like all of the crazy altercations and like temper tantrums and ruined meals and everything, I just, I feel badly, you know, like I feel very badly looking back and just kind of thinking of myself and thinking like, damn, why? Why did you ruin that? Or why did you do this? And I guess all I can do now is, you know, learn from them and just try to better myself. So I one day when I have a kid, I can really help them explore their feelings and and just it's another example, like you said, of just not giving up. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What's your last con?
0: My last con is, again, kind of a little bit of a positive. I I guess I tend to put positive spins on negative things in my life. Currently, I definitely deal with this on a day to day basis in my life. And that would be always being stuck in limbo in terms of not feeling like I can fit in with the white kids, even though I was raised with a white mom and a white family, but also not feeling like I can fit in with the Hispanic kids because I wasn't raised Hispanic. I don't know the tradition. I don't know the culture. I don't know that mindset. I remember friends growing up talking about how their mom's x y and z how their family was x y and and how other like-minded kids who came from that specific area or could be like yo I totally get it I totally understand what you mean and I'm just kind of sitting there like yeah I I can't relate but I can't say anything nor do I really want to say anything because I don't want to like get into a topic like that I guess really ever but like it's gotten better as I've gotten older and and um as I'm able to express myself and also to learn more, but you know you can never erase those foundation years and the reality of the situation is is that I didn't have those foundation years in Hispanic culture. I had it in uh, Upper West Side Jewish white culture. That's where I come from. The positive spin would be it also gave me different perspectives on on my life and on the different cultures that I come from, allowing me to take bits and pieces from each thing that I like to form this hybrid (laughs) strain.
1: It gives us a platform to be able to talk about maybe white people problems with brown skin, right? So I think there's probably a situation you're thinking about right now, you know, within our neighborhood that's going on. And I think that's the perfect example of, just problems that are going on and how other people can express it, but they might be called racist for expressing it because they're white. And it's interesting because although we have like that that little bit of whiteness in us or primor- primarily whiteness in us, I suppose
0: the only thing separating us would be our skin. If yeah, you really uh, want to be uh,
1: honest, <laughs> honest about it. Yeah, yeah, I, but I think it's it's kind of nice too to some extent because. You know, like I said, some people are being called racist for saying things, but then are are we racist because we're colored and saying things like I don't know.
0: Yeah, like we being traitors to our own demographic of people. Yeah. But what if what these people are saying are true? I don't know. Or logical, maybe not true, but for the most part logical. Um, Yeah, it's definitely interesting. You know, you find yourself always caught in the crossfires of each each group that's fighting for power or fighting for dominance in mm-hmm. any topic relating to race or ethnic relations. Um, so, yeah, just trying to...
1: Figure, trying to find the balance. Yeah,
0: yeah, just trying to keep the peace. Those would probably be our top three pros and cons of being adopted from Peru.
1: And I'm sure we're going to have so much more. As you were talking, I was like, oh, that's
0: a good one. Yeah, did you, like, did you catch us planting all these seeds? <laughs> and you guys like
1: <laughs> and i know next like now i have so many ideas i'm so excited to watch this back and and just say oh my gosh there's another idea we could talk about this we could talk about that because i think we can just talk about this a little bit longer i suppose instead yeah. of just give you the quick wrap up
0: yeah and let us know guys if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or any kind of questions or concerns you have like feel free to leave us a message or uh, comment down below and we'll be sure to reply to you once again thanks for joining us and uh Have a great day, great night, (laughs) and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.